You're listening to the Entrepreneur Ignited Podcast. Where you'll get proven strategies to start and grow your online business from in the trenches digital entrepreneurs. EntrepreneurIgnited.com. Launch your online business. Live your dreams. Now, here's your host, Derek Gale. Welcome to the Entrepreneur Ignited Podcast, a podcast designed to skip the hype, skip the BS, and just bring you real actionable tips and strategies to help you grow your business and income on the internet. This is your host, Derek Gale, and uh, today we're going to be diving into a lot of different topics, including content marketing, overcoming adversity, and uh, you know we've got a real special guest that I'm thrilled to announce today, and uh, this guy, for nearly a third of a century, he's been teaching people all over the world some incredibly powerful ways to create wealth, prosperity, and happiness in their lives. Uh, he's the founder and executive director of the Institute for Totalpreneurship, where he helps entrepreneurs create incredible lifestyle-friendly businesses and is the producer of World Love Week, the legendary online event that inspires entrepreneurs uh, to do business with the attitude of service not selfishness and uh, he's been respected for decades as an expert in niche marketing in real estate mortgage financing business he's owned and operated several successful real estate investment mortgage brokering business businesses and uh, he's a guy that you know he practices what he preaches and he lives what he preaches um you know he's lived in all over the world in exotic places living the lifestyle business uh, from saint croix in the virgin islands to central america to now in bangkok and uh he's now on some really exciting adventures developing some really incredible software that we're going to talk about a little later so without further ado i would like to welcome ken krell to the show today ken thanks for being here Hey, Derek, it's great. I want to hear this guy. Who is he? Yeah, yeah. it sounds pretty good, right? (laughs) (laughs) Now you got a lot to live up to. (laughs) I know the pressure. I can feel the pressure. (laughs) That's right. That's right. Now, uh, Ken, before we get started and, you know, I start grilling you with all my questions, um, can you just take a few minutes and expand on my introduction and more specifically uh, from one entrepreneur to another, share your journey as an entrepreneur. You know, how did you get started? You know, what was your path now, you know, living a lifestyle business in Bangkok with, you know, development, you know, teams in Philippines, developing cool software stuff. How did you get here? You know, it's a great question because as, as I look back and it's funny, I don't ever think about the journey until someone asks me the question like you are. Mm-hmm. I was, I've been an entrepreneur since I was in my early teens. I used to, um, used to, to uh, sell tape copies of old radio shows like The Shadow and The Lone Ranger and Gangbusters way back when people listened to radio before, uh, before television, before the internet. Um, so, uh, you know, so that was what I was doing. I mean, I began this when I was like 15, 16 years old. Um, and I, I was designing with, with, um, with label makers and I mean, all this sort of stuff before, way before, way back before, um, you know, the, uh, Al Gore invented the internet. So I was kind of wired for that. Um, and then, uh, you know, gradually I got my, I went to school and got my degree and everything, but. I, I was never, I, I don't know how it was, but I was, I was never, never wired to be an employee of anybody. I, I always found ways to do things better than the boss would. And that didn't work very, <laughs> it didn't work very well. You know, um, I, I yeah. So I, I remember I, I worked for a computer company, digital equipment in, um, in, in Philadelphia. And, uh, I, I worked for a guy that was just, he was so nice, but he was so stupid. Um, and, <laughs> He was. He was the nicest guy ever. But he, you know, it's just no. He it, back in those days, he just all, all he had to do was take orders, and people bought computers. Mm-hmm. Uh, but mm-hmm. I was so demotivated by his lack of 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 
of smarts uh, that I called our company. I said, there's a problem here. You know, the mo- you know our, our, our whole morale's down because the guy just, he's not a leader. And their response was really, was brilliant. They said, Ken, if you're not happy, um, why don't you go someplace that will make you happy? <laughs> um, and so my being, my being fired from that company uh, sent me on my entrepreneurial journey. I started a chocolate company um, and went bankrupt at 24 years old. <laughs> My first, my first bankruptcy, um, because I started with my credit cards and I, I, I didn't learn the, I had the, I had the, the personal problem of wanting to be liked so much that I made bad decisions based on what people would think of me rather than what was best for me. Um, uh, the entrepreneurial journey needs to be about your company and about you first, you mm-hmm. know, uh, as opposed to everybody else, sort of that, that airplane thing, you know, when, when they, when they give you the safety announcement. Uh, they, you know, they, they tell you when the oxygen mask comes down, who do you put it on? Who do you put it on first? You put it on you so you can help other people after you're saved. Uh, I didn't operate that way. I, I was so codependent that it drove me into bankruptcy. Uh, so it was a really expensive lesson. Um, and um, after that whole thing was over, my, my dad t- t- told me to go find myself a house and we ended up getting in the real estate business. So I was really always an entrepreneur um, and started with – with ultimately no money, then worse than no money, and then had to leverage other people's credit, other other people's cash. And that's been the whole journey. So when people tell me that they can't succeed because they're broke or any of these other BS excuses, it's like, well, wait a minute, if uh, I could do it, you know, you're lying to yourself. Um, So that's really been been my whole journey. When even coming out of the software business, I mean, I know nothing about writing software, but when I want to get something done, it just gets done mm-hmm. um, because the intention is really clear. So, I, you know, the, the journey itself really comes down to being um, dedicated and directed and being willing to do whatever it takes. And that means sometimes working uh, holiday weekends, 24 hours a day, baking cakes on, you know, for, for people on a contract basis, which I did on the 4th of July, God knows how many years ago, to um, even, even now, you know, we're, we're, we're releasing some new software and it means spending time away from home uh, in foreign lands to do what needs to be done because it's part of the thing, but it's exciting, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, and we do it as entrepreneurs, you know, you're in the same, same boat as me. Um, we do it because we love it and because there's no other way to live. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's so true. Um, you know, I, I think I said to my wife, uh, sometimes a few months ago, we were talking about, you know, jobs and stuff. And I said, you know, I, I'd rather be mowing lawns and, you know, just barely making it by than ever have a job again. Oh God. Yeah. It's, it really is the lifestyle. And, and I mean, it's funny, you know, from the outside, people are like, oh, I love, you know, your life is amazing and this and that. And, you know, they don't know that for years, even though I looked like I was living, the, you know, I was, I was living in exotic lands and all this stuff, but I was like, I was like sucking wind. I mean, I was broke yeah. and struggling and stressed out and all this madness. But yeah, I had the lifestyle, you know, I, I, I was living like near the beach and, you know, all that, all that stuff. But yeah, it was, it was hard. Um, so people don't always see that. Well, you know, let's talk about lifestyle entrepreneur for a second, because that's a term that's thrown around a lot, right? And yeah. and, and on the internet, um, I think the term lifestyle entrepreneur it gets this um, it gets this the stereotype of the you know the, the young guy in the Ferrari and the you know the fancy yachts and and sort of that that kind of whole um, uh, visual that that's used in marketing stuff. But I, I mean. I think it goes so much beyond lifestyle entrepreneur and it's kind of different for everybody. I mean, what in, how would you define lifestyle entrepreneur? You know, that's a great, great description, Derek, because when I see people with the Ferraris and all that stuff, I, 
I, I want to keep my language clean, but that's all BS to me. You know, mm-hmm. If you're running around with the Ferrari and all this new new money stuff, it's because you're insecure. It's you know, it's because frankly, if you take a look at, at even the book written a, year, a few years ago called The Millionaire Next Door, the average millionaire, at least in the U.S. studies, they drive a Ford F one fifty pickup truck. Yeah, you know, they they don't need to impress anybody else. Um, I run around Bangkok wearing a, a wearing a, a tank top and shorts and flip flops. You know. Uh, I don't need to impress anybody. I don't care what you think about me. And and as I and that comes with years and years of, of wisdom. I think um, <laughs> so. All the new people that are that are they're they're also getting themselves broke because they're buying the Ferraris and they're doing all these things that are they'll all come out of of that level of of I got to impress people. Well, no one's impressed except the car dealer the day you stroke in the check, and then after you've left, he's laughed at you because you lost all the value of that car inside of four minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I do want to describe that. And if those of you listening to it that have done that. Well, get over yourself because you don't. Nobody cares. Nobody yeah. needs it, and neither do you. Uh, and I say that because uh, my second bankruptcy. Because gosh, you know, I'm a high achiever, and you know, one <laughs> bankruptcy is enough. Uh, <laughs> you know, the uh, the second one, which took me down quite a bit. A few, it was a few years back. Um, I lost everything. I mean, theoretically everything. I lost. I had a giant six thousand square foot house in the middle of Atlanta, an amazing property. Um, I had a house in Fort Lauderdale. I had the cars. I had you know all this stuff, uh, and all of it went away. And the car got repossessed, the most humiliating thing ever. Um, so, but what happened was, Derek, I lo- having lost all those trappings of wealth, um, I went to Thailand with a, with a suitcase and a backpack and had the best time ever because I didn't have to feed the multiple mortgages. I didn't have to worry about the car. I didn't have to carry all the debt and worry about how to do anything. I had nothing to worry about anymore. There was nothing else to lose. So I had all the freedom in the world because I didn't have all the attachments. Mm-hmm. So to me, the lifestyle piece has changed and the definitions changed because not having all those trappings to, to, uh, to manage – Gives me gives me the freedom to be able to go wherever I want, whenever I want to. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm about to head to. I'm getting rid of my apartment in Thailand in a few months. I'm heading to Israel for three or four weeks with my mom. Um, we're and then uh, Barcelona and Portugal and God knows where else. I mean, it's just wherever I go is wherever I go. That to me is lifestyle entrepreneurship, and it doesn't mean that you have to travel. I mean, if if you've got kids and a family, um, my, my friend Michael Stevenson, he doesn't have a home, home anymore. He just Travels wherever he goes with his with he and his wife and his family, and they pick a place and they stay for a while. Uh, so, it, if it means that you spend more time home with your kids and you you haven't moved, but the lifestyle is um, you're staying at home more and you're you're working out of your house or the coffee shop or whatever, the lifestyle piece to me is what you want to define, and it's got to be your definition, not some 22 year old or some 34 year old or even me. Um, you know, it's what turns you on. If you're, if you love skiing, then to me, lifestyle entrepreneurship is going to be, you know, being at, you know, being on the side of the hill at Whistler in, in the wintertime in Canada and then going, going to be in, in, uh, in uh, Peru or uh, wherever it is in South America to ski the summer. Mm-hmm. You know, that's hot. That's, and that's exciting as hell. So I, I want to make that definition. And lifestyle also needs to involve health because, you know, if you're overdoing it, and, and, and this has to have some balance. If you're overdoing it, and you're working, you know, 23 hours a day, at some point it's going to catch up with you. So, mm-hmm. so you got to take care of yourself and go to the gym and 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 really be diligent about that. So that's got to be part of part of, in my view, part of the lifestyle piece. It's not just running around the world and being a digital nomad or whatever. It really is about 
balancing it with your, with your relationships, with yourself, with your family, with whatever spirituality you have, doing some meditation on a regular basis, because um, it's just healthier. And, um, you know, lifestyle doesn't mean a whole lot if you're dead or having a stroke or living in a hospital. Yeah, and I, I 100% agree with everything you said. And I, I think one of the key messages to to take away from this, because I've made this mistake, and anybody who's been in business for a while has made this mistake, is 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 constructing a business that, that supports the lifestyle that you want to live and not making the mistake of building yourself a job. Um, yes. And, and, yeah. and that that is, in, in my my books, um, it key because I mean, you know, I used to have a, a large company. I had a hundred employees. I had an office in Vancouver, an office in Texas. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I had no life, you know, That's right. you know, That's right. he, and, and, you know, my health suffered and, uh, you know, great, lots of money, Yeah, but, uh, you know, there's, there's, and, and some people, point? they want to build big, right? I get it. If you, if you're wired that way, great. But we're at this time where we can create these incredible businesses using virtual teams and staff. And, you know, I can spend my summers up at Whistler and travel with my family whenever I want and, and, and have, have a life that I enjoy and make more money than I ever could with a job. And that, that's what's so cool about today. Yeah. Well, you know what else too? It's, it's, it, you don't need that much money to live anymore, at least for me. And living in Thailand, of course, it's cheap anyway, but mm. you don't need that much money to enjoy a great life. And if you want to be an empire builder, that's fantastic. I mean, that's great. There's people that are totally wired for that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was talking to my friend Roland Frazier from Digital Marketer, and Roland's going to do this and this and this and all these, all these things. And it's busy and it's a lot of work. And I said, why are you doing it? He goes, He's, it's like, because I love it. Yeah. And that's the reason to do it, not for any other reason other than because you love it. Because uh, at the end of the day, you know, after you've got a few million dollars coming in or having a net worth of a few million dollars, what, what is an extra million or two going to do for you? I mean, not a hell of a lot. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, your lifestyle is not going to change that much other than your perception of your lifestyle. And you know, I want to be kind of clear about that because, frankly, at the end of the day, as long as you're happy with what you're doing, that's all that matters. And don't judge against anybody else because – it's funny. I was reading a Tony Robbins book. <laughs> this is great. I was reading a Tony Robbins book on the beach in St. Bart's. Okay. Um, yeah, and in the book, and I was depressed by the way. I'm, okay. I was not in a great mood, but some re you know, read Tony Robbins. We need to kind of get uplifted. He's talking about these guys that are multimillionaires that are miserable. Yep. You know, I mean, they've got the most successful jobs ever and they're just, they're on antidepressants and they're totally fucked up. Pardon my French, but they're miserable. Yeah. Right. I, I'm, I'm channeling Gary, Gary Vaynerchuk. Anyway. Um, <laughs> You know, so they're totally messed up. And, you know, I want to I want to give you the listener now just this, a little bit of sobering advice. And that is um, it's now seven years, almost seven and a half years now that I had a heart attack. I was 52 years old. So you can do the math now. I was 52 years old and I was on the way to pick my mom up at the airport and had chest pains and literally drove myself to the hospital. They love that. Uh, and um uh, the doctor goes, yeah, you're having a heart attack, sir. I'm like, excuse me? <laughs> I'm what? <laughs> and I asked later, I was two hours away from being dead. Uh, and the good news, I mean, it was a plumbing job. I had 100% clog uh, blockage in one part of my of my arteries. They, they did a plumbing job. They, you know, they cleaned out the pipe, put in a stent, end the story, done. 40, I think it was an hour and a half later, I was in perfect shape again. Yeah. Uh, and um, that was a giant lesson to me. I didn't discover until years later that it was because of stress. Um, call that denial. But, but, you know, now it's like I'm, I have a second life and 
I'm not willing, even though I break the rules all the time, I'm not willing to mess that up. So the lifestyle piece needs to be for every one of you listening to me. It needs to be about giving your heart what will make it happy, giving your family what will make it happy, giving your, you know, your the balance that you want to make it happy. It's not always about the money uh, because again, at the end of the day, money ain't going to buy you back if you're dead. And if, if you have a stroke and you lose the, the motor control of half your body, it, it's not pretty. Mm-hmm. So, so, um, you know, I really want to make, I want to hit that home because so many people that I know they're, they're all wrapped up on the wrong purpose. Uh, and that's really why I, I've, I've changed the way I do my business. I don't do coaching anymore. I don't do a lot of trainings anymore. Uh, I mean, I've got tons and tons of content out there, um, and, and we'll talk about content marketing, I guess. But but I went into the software business because it, it's something that I can – I mean, I can run software, and I can provide support, and I can take ideas and solve people's problems, which I love to do. Mm-hmm. I can do it at the beach. you know. I mean, I've got a team that works with me all over the world, uh, and I don't have to be the guy out front on the stage. I don't have to be the guy that, that does the 84 coaching calls, you know, um, at, at all. I mean, I'm, I inspire the, the direction the company goes into, but I don't write code. Mm-hmm. You know, I define some of the user interface and, and design the, the experience because I want people to be having fun with what we create. Uh, but that gives me all the freedom in the world to be able to live my life. So building the business that you want to have, um, really depends on what turns you on. If you love to teach and train and coach, then build a teaching, training, coaching thing. But, you know, if you're like me and you want to travel, uh, I got to tell you, I had to do a coaching call when I was in Australia and I was traveling that day and I had to get to the airport like three hours early just to do a call. And then my people didn't show up because they were like, I didn't do that. You know, just, just it's like, excuse me, but bullshit to that. Yeah. Mind you, they, mind you, they were paying me. So it was like, you don't want to show up. That's fine. You know, I'm happy yeah. to make a lot of money and not get paid. But, you know, that was bo- – it was annoying as hell because if pe- even though people were paying me good money and they weren't showing up, it was like I didn't – it, w- it, it, it there was no fun to that. Yeah. And the, the money – it's not about the money. It's about the fun, although money's nice. Um, so I ultimately canceled that whole program because it's like I'm not going to sit in – and I couldn't get in – I couldn't get into lo- – Derek, I couldn't get into the lounge because it was too it was too early. Malaysia Airlines wasn't even open to check us in yet. <sighs> I couldn't even. I had to sit in some strange part of the airport. Luckily, it was quiet to do this call, and nobody showed up. Awesome. So, yeah, <laughs> I, got pay, I got paid, you know. But yeah. like, still, it's just you know, I could have stayed in the middle of Sydney. Yeah. So, so it picked the lifestyle that will facilitate. I know it's a big word. Facilitate the the <clears throat> the, the way you want to live. So for me now, yeah, it's providing services and value, outsourcing. Uh, and leveraging other other people's experience um, and uh, and talent so that I can still do what I want to do and get paid well for it. And that's given me a, a whole lot more freedom. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's, I mean, that's so key. And I mean, you know, to, I mean, just to summarize that for the listeners, don't build a job, right? God, it, oh, it, God. And it, you have to create what, what I always call scalable income, which means your income will scale irrelevant of the time you put in once it's set up. I mean, you know, obviously you need to put in the time to get it set up, to build the software, to build the products, whatever that is, but it needs to scale. And and that's where, you know, I, you know, I look at all these people that are, they're flocking to so many of these Amazon businesses, right? You know, yeah. I'm going to go source cheap products from China and I'm going to sell those on Amazon and, and, and Alibaba and stuff like that. And I'm like, I can't think of a worse business because I, I, you know, I mean, just the headaches that can, that can come along with that. Right. And, and, and don't get me wrong. 
it's a viable way to make money, but it doesn't scale. It's not going to give you a lifestyle. Well, you don't think about it is Amazon's doing everything they can to protect their equity, which is their customer. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, so they're trying to prevent you from, from to find out who your customer is. It's their platform. They can turn you off tomorrow. Uh, I mean, I got people that are paying their mortgage with it. So I, I don't want to, I don't want to beat it up because it, it is viable yeah, very, to some yeah. degree. But, you know, but that's going to be just one piece of what your master plan is. And yeah. And listen, I was looking at, at and importing some fans. I like those those um, those um, fans that don't have the blades. They're super cool. Oh, the and Dyson, I found some, yeah. Oh, my God, I love them. And, of course, they make them in China for without the Dyson name. Uh, so, <laughs> so a few years ago, I, I found the manufacturer, or one of the many manufacturers, and I was like, okay, let's bring them to the States. And by the time all was said and done, I was like, the risk of putting out thousands of dollars to get the order made, to put them on a container, to risk the the uh, the breakage, to have to warehouse them, to have to have to you know all the stuff to deal. No, it's just too much risk. Yeah. Uh, so uh, you know, being in the information business and now being in the software business, so much easier. Yeah. Uh, so so the cautionary tale here for everybody watching and listening is the bright shiny object syst- uh, syndrome. You got to stop. Yeah. Uh, every, you know. Uh, yeah, it's funny. Um, it's so easy to get caught up, and I still do. You know, I see opportunities and I see possibilities. But holy mackerel, there's there's just enough hours in the day. And I think the most important word you can say these days is no, mm-hmm. or, or at least no thanks. Uh, and I was just reading something the other day that that's the the number one thing millionaires will say is no. I mean, that's that's the big thing. They got to continue to turn opportunities down because you can't do it all. Yes, and be, being single minded about it is. The way to, to create wealth, and you, know, you don't become a master without those ten thousand hours, right? So how can you get the ten thousand hours if you're old, if you're doing eighty four hundred things? You just can't. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, you, you, Derek, you became successful because you followed one strategy. You know, and, and you and you helped one market mm-hmm. primarily. You know, and and that gave that gave you that strength. Uh, so the people that are trying to do everything, and you know, I, I love people that buy everything, especially when they're on my webinars. You know, <laughs> they do pay for stuff, but. At the end of the day, it's like I got to tell people, guys, don't buy anything else. You're going to use it, yeah. and you know, don't go, you know, and even half the stuff that people buy, they shouldn't be buying. You know, you don't need to buy a product to learn how to make video. You hire someone to make the damn video for you, unless it's, you know, to how to do a better video of your own that you're starring in. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't be editing your own videos. You shouldn't be creating your own. You know, you shouldn't be doing any of that. That's what you hire people to do. Um, you know, you want to create the content and then leverage it out. So. People make that mistake, and that's where they create the job. You know, it, the, you know, Michael Gerber when he you know, talks about the E Myth says, "Lay out the foundation of your business. Put in the put in the the roles and and people's names. And if it's your name for everything for right now, that's fine. But make sure you fire yourself from those positions as quickly as possible. Yeah, uh, yeah. which is super important. So that gives us the ability to, to go play, uh, and and that go play piece is is." Is the most important thing. So yeah, say no. I think no is a great word. Absolutely a great word. Absolutely, and I, I mean, it, it, I'm so guilty of it. You know, it, it's so easy to get we'll, shiny object syndrome, right? You know, oh, here's a new opportunity. Here's a new opportunity. It's hard to say no. It just is. Even in the software business, Derek, the things. I mean, today I'm in my I'm in my yoga class this morning, and I'm thinking. You know, we could do this and we could do it. And I'm like, I'm like, wait a minute, we got to finish one thing first, yeah. you, know, yeah. you know, and it's, a, it's the same audience. So it, it fits the product line, but yep. we, you know, we, we can't eat that elephant. You know, we, we have to do one bite at a time. Yep. So, you know, so, so you can put it on the list. You can put it on the list of things you want to accomplish if you want, you know, or the dream list. So just to get it out of your head. Um, so it's there, but 
you know, if, if you're like me, you got the, do, the 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 get it done list, which never seems to end, and none of the, none of the shit ever gets done. Yeah. Um, so yeah, less really is more, and and if you put the focus in and you, and you excel at it, it's just it you're just going to be good at it. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, look look at lead pages. I mean, they they they're like a what thirty million dollar company now, over forty thousand customers, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. for 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 a what really is a a um, a page designer for God's sake. Yeah. I mean, you know, now they're doing more things, of course, I don't want to belittle it because we use them and they're great. But I mean, really, that's all it really was. Uh, But they they focused and holy mackerel, they created massive wealth, 175 employees and I mean, and coolness. Yeah. So, so figure out what you want to do and just do it. And, you know, and at the end of the day, if you don't, here's the other thing I want to say is if you don't love what you're doing, then change it. I mean, people have said to me that I'm flighty and they've, they've said I lack focus and all this other BS. But at the end of the day, it's like they're doing shit that they're not happy with. And I'm like, not unhappy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, this didn't work. I, it's like going to the, think about this, you guys. It's like going to the buffet and you try all sorts of different things and the stuff you really like, you know, like, like the shrimp, eat a lot of it, mm-hmm. you know? You know, or 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 when you get to the, to the to the chocolate part, you eat all the chocolate. Well, I'm looking for the chocolate and the shrimp. You know, I'm you know, and the lobster. I'm not looking to eat all the the you know the the bread. You yeah. know, uh, and and so yeah, taste things, try things, and if if you know it, and but with the understanding that if you're not happy with something, and it's you know you're not, you're not just quitting because you're not willing to commit. If you're not willing to commit, it says two things: either you know it's not for you. Or it's too hard, or whatever. Or you know, you should stop. Or, or you know, what I mean, it, and that's my sense of it. So give it a shot, test it out. If you're not happy, but find you know, commit to something, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and then make something that's saleable, so you can always sell it and get out of it. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. Very, very sage advice. Now I want to shift gears, and now I want to talk about. Um, content marketing because I know that's okay. that's a place I mean you've been using content marketing before before I think content marketing was actually a term um, yeah and and you've you've leveraged that um, I think in numerous different areas to to grow your businesses and uh, so let, let's let's talk about that I mean you offer I know you have a very high-end content marketing service um, that you know really leverages content you know, let's start at the beginning. How, how are you using content marketing? What value is that providing to your business? Boy, I'll tell you what. I, you know, when we when, when you we talked about this just before we went on, you brought me back in time to when I was in my early twenties, and I just uh, just gone into the real estate business. I had been through the I had been through the bankruptcy, and I was and I was selling real estate because I guess that's what everybody does after after they go through hell, <laughs> um, and, uh, and and so I was no no exception. So I was like 25 years old. I got my license and I didn't know how the heck was I going to stand out in the city of Philadelphia. At that point, I think it was the fourth, fourth largest TV market in the U.S. How was I going to make my name and be known and promote myself without, a, without any kind of an advertising budget or at, at all? Uh, and somehow I just knew that what I needed to do was, was, was write a real estate column for the local paper. And I found a, uh, the, the paper inside the city. It was called The Welcome Mat at the time. And uh, went to the editor and said, I'd like to do a column on real estate. They didn't have anything at the time, thank goodness. And he said, okay, great. So you can write for us. And so I started writing this thing called On Real Estate. It was a very creative title. After two weeks, he, came, he called me up. He said, we have a problem. I said, what's the problem? He says, I have to pay you. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, okay, so 25 bucks a shot. I was, I was, that was nice. Um, but 
at the end of the day, Derek, that thing for the I think I sh- I think I wrote it for a couple of years. Uh, it paid it fed me for years, and it fed me for a couple of reasons. And this is very important to think about. Number one. The column, I could write about anything. Was, you know, as long as it was real estate related, I could write about anything. So I, I, you know, I got controversial at times. If there, if there was a, a discriminatory thing going on in the housing department, I talked about it. If there was a problem with a law, I was talking about it. If, if you know, whatever. I mean, I, and, but I would also talk about my clients. And because I talked about my clients, people already perceived and recognized that he has clients and he's, and he's in the paper, which means he must be an expert. Mm-hmm. And so people would call me and, and when I needed business, it came. And when I didn't need business, it stopped because I stopped talking about the clients. So that was content marketing before content marketing was a buzzword. Now, the, the way to leverage that today would be to take that column, turn it into a podcast, turn it into a video, put it into a book, uh, you know, put it into a blog and, and leverage the hell out of it. Put it into a slide share, uh, uh, interview other people. So kind of like what you're doing now too. So the, the evolution of that, you know, was I was doing content marketing long before it became a buzz. These days, content marketing, of course, is, you know, is YouTube videos and, and slide shares and, uh, and, and, you know, between podcast, audio and video, you name it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what it does, what it does is it gives you incredible credibility in the marketplace. Uh, it, it really does. Even if you don't know anything about anything. If you if you do, uh, a, for example, you know you're doing a podcast with with me right now, and, and you you've entertained a whole lot, lot of great people on the podcast. You do a hell of a good job. Uh, you don't need to know anything about internet marketing at all, because if you have people on that are good, you will um, inherently be be attracting and, and being compared to their expertise. When I first left, I was doing real estate trainings for years and I was I was the guy at the Russ Whitney organization. People would 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 uh, line up for my for my, some of my trainings. Literally I was having sold out courses because I was like the rock star in their company. And that's not ego, that's I'm proud of it. Uh, well when I left there I was I was a rock star at Whitney, but I was an unknown everywhere else. So what the heck did I do? How did I start out from zero again like I did in the real estate business? So what I did was I created a series of webinars with with 10 real estate experts that were known throughout the industry, uh, and then I, I hosted them. Now, the good news is that when they were talking, I could I could add value to what they were saying because I, I, I knew more than they did, mm-hmm. but no one else knew that. So I gave myself a name, built a list, and that was all content marketing by running – Running webinar series did the same thing in the st- in the in the uh, stock trading thing too. I know nothing about stock trading. I mean, I have a hundred percent record of losing money. Uh, <laughs> I did. I, I, you, 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 I'm you're guaranteed. You know, in, if you played in stocks, but because I was hosting it, people looked at me like I was an expert. So you can do the same thing, even if you don't know anything. Bring on guest speakers, and people are looking for a way of communicating. People will love to do interviews. So you know, you may not get everybody, but you'll certainly get enough people that you need. So content marketing, easy to do as far as I'm concerned, uh, and and you do, you just start posting heck out of it. We developed a uh, something called Content Leverage Lab, where we we help people take just a few pieces of content, whether it be an, an ebook or a webinar or um, even the transcript of a podcast. We reposition that into, oh gosh, 20, 30, 40 different elements. So whether we turn that into a, into a slide share or infographics or uh, uh, videos or whatever, and then we post them onto, up to about 65 different channels. It's almost like uh, traffic guys are for content. 
and we've we've worked with people like Cisco. Our group has worked with people that have turned uh, turned ideas into best-selling books, uh, all because the, the the ability to leverage that content and expand it so much puts you everywhere all over the web. And when people see that and they see you everywhere in every different modality, automatically Google picks you up. Um, Links keep coming back to your website, and you become a rock star. It's it's amazing. So we've we've created a business around that. But you know, even if you're starting with no money, because Content Leverage Lab um, is not an inexpensive foray. I mean, if you want to if you want to make yourself a seven figure income, we're your guys, mm-hmm. I and mean, we will we we will get that done for you. Because we also have have an engagement piece where we actually talk to people on Facebook back and forth. I mean, with real humans doing that, not non-engagement with like Fiverr friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it, it's pretty sophisticated. But and we developed it for that reason for people that are serious because because I'm moving my my game to a higher higher level. I want to deal with people that, that are so committed that they will do whatever it takes. Uh, but even if you're just getting started, like I was, you know, you can start by interviewing people. You can start by doing research and I put by 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 taking the top 10 things from other people and leveraging that and giving them credit and creating a best of or, or an ultimate guide to um, a document or, or blog post or whatever. Uh, and again, your position. We created for our SmartMail product, which uh, it allows people to send email by time zone and geo-target their, their email content all over the globe. It's, it's an amazing product that we've written for the people at Infusionsoft. Um, we created a uh, the ultimate guide to when you can send when best time to send email, and it wasn't my content. We went on the web and we researched everybody that did a study on when the best time to send email is, and we put that into a white pa- into a white paper. And so now we are the expert of when to send email, mm-hmm. right? But we didn't, you know, we it's not our work; it's the work of so many other people. So, you know, the the positioning. Is super easy, and by the way, I leveraged that too. You know, we we did we did a Google search, we gave it to a writer, and we said, make it work. Um, it, the value is totally still there, but it wasn't something that I had to create from scratch. I edited it absolutely because I wanted to have my stamp on it, but the legwork was done by the people. So you can still leverage that and still be an expert. So content marketing, I think, if you're not doing it, you're missing the boat. And it's funny because I was just on a webinar with um, with Lead Pages, and that's how they built their business was was by doing a ton of training. Which they still do. Yeah, and one of the points I really want to highlight there is is one of the key things that you just pointed out that stops so many people who are just getting started is this fear that a they have to create every piece of content themselves and they, everything they post needs to be this unique original thought that they've come up with. Um, and what I'm hearing from you is that's not the case at all. And you're still creating content, even though you have the expertise. You're creating content by aggregating other people's content. And, yeah. and, and that's, that's brilliant. Um, and so actually one other direction I want to go here now is once you yeah. create that content, I mean, in your, in your, uh, the service you offer, you're really yeah. talking about leveraging a single piece of content, right. And pushing that out across a lot of different platforms. Now that's a pretty premium service. You know, obviously you're working with big companies. Um, yeah. but for the guy that's just getting started, what are, when you say pushing it out over different platforms, what are the platforms you're doing? How are you how are you taking one piece of content and turning it into something that can be pushed out over these platforms? Ah, uh, if I tell you, I have to kill you. <laughs> it's, it's, it's the Colonel's secret recipe. Uh, no, you know, it's, it, it, it's really it's really no secret. I mean, and and what we do, everybody can do. I mean, you can all do this yourself. It's just a matter of combination of who's got the time, 
who's got the energy and what should you be doing? You know, yeah. at the end of the day, you should be, you should be swimming. You should be swimming the dolphins with your kids, mm-hmm. you know, not be pushing content out for heaven's sakes. So I'll give you an example. We had, we had a, um, uh, an author in Australia who um, uh, was a, a sales manager at, at a, a, some, some company. And he, he had written a book and had not launched it yet. And he had a couple of blog posts and a Facebook fan page. That's all he had. That was it. That was the only assets he had. We took parts of the book. We took some of the blog stuff. And then we repositioned that. So we made some videos out of it. We did some infographics out of it. Uh, we turned some slide shares out of it. And we can go on and on of you know, the different things, uh, forum postings and so on. And then, of course, all those pieces you know, uh, can be posted all over the web. So video is not just YouTube. Videos can go to Vimeo and other, other sources as well uh, that, that makes sense and going into different niches. So we were able to – I'm trying to remember the exact numbers, but I think we, t- we, we took his four pieces and turned it into – like 50 or 100 different pieces of content and put them out over um, 65 different channels uh, and ended up coming up with uh, five or 600 different uh, points of, of, of content uh, or of contact. So within a month, he was everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, and within six months, he was doing about half a million dollars a year in aggregate. And then within a year, it was over seven figures. Wow. So, so yeah, I mean, you know, so, so when pe- people look at our, at our, at our, uh, our service and they're like, well, wait, this, this, this is a lot of money. Well, well yeah, you want to make a lot of money or you want to just talk about it? Mm-hmm. Uh, because we, we, but even if you're starting one piece of content and turn that, that the repurposing of, of your YouTube video into a transcript of it that you post someplace and then you, you turn it into a, a PowerPoint, and then you take the top ten hints that, or top three, or whatever it is that you that you've discussed in your video, and turn those into an infographic. Now you've spun it into four or five different things, just of one little video. You know, so it's not rocket science. It makes tons of sense. It's just a function of who the heck has the time to do it. So we, the good news is we, we know how to do this. We know how to do it effectively, and we built a team of people that 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 do this professionally. Mm-hmm. And there's just no way, you know, and the thing about it is that we, this whole group's been doing it for such a long time that you, you kind of can't duplicate it effectively in, in, a, in, a, in a cost-effective fashion. So it's like work, work with this and save money and get it done. Yeah. Uh, but but the, the beginning person, do what I did for heaven's sakes, you know, write a column for somebody's blog, you know, guest blog or whatever, which technically, since I was a columnist in a, in a newspaper, that was what I was doing. I was guest blogging in their paper. Uh, do that for heaven's sakes. And, and the, the whole idea of curation, uh, it, it, to me, it's, it's genius. I mean, you know, it's not my idea, but gosh, whoever created it, you know, it's just common sense. Mm-hmm. You don't need to know everything. And, and I thought you did. I mean, I, I came up with the, I thought you did. And so I'm sitting there in front of a typewriter. This is before, you know, word processors. But I'm typing this, this stuff out. God, I'm totally dating myself. <laughs> <laughs> this is awful. I'm like a senior citizen here. Um, but, but it really has been over 30 years. Uh, but I mean, I'm typing this stuff up and, um, uh, and then had to like physically, you know, we didn't even have fax machines. I had to like bring it down to the newspaper. Um, but, uh, you know, so I had to create it myself. Now you can create something almost instantly by just going online, picking up some content um, on the web, uh, picking out a good pe- a few pieces of, of, con- of, of, of tools out of that, crediting the people that you stole it from. 
and I'm using the word steal with every in, in the nicest fashion. As long as you're crediting them, it's not really stealing, um, and um, you know, and doing it properly, of course. And you got a great piece of content people can use. Curation has so much value mm -hmm. uh, because because frankly, we don't have enough time to read everything that comes our way. So if if you can give value to people to give them the top ten things on internet marketing this week or the top ten things on pet grooming this week. There's a benefit to it. L listen, we're, one of the things we're going to do for our list this um, within the next few weeks, I just got to find the time to set it up, is I decided that there's so many cool tools that are coming out now that I'm seeing between Warrior Form and JVZoo and other things like that, that some are junk, of course, mm -hmm. uh, but the others are fantastic, that if I could curate some of those and tell people what would be good to what would be good and why, and give them the top three or four things of the week. That saves people a lot of aggravation. Mm -hmm. Make I'll make we'll make a few dollars from it, but the value for them is that they don't have to look anywhere but with what we talk about. And and understand that even though people you may think, well, no one wants to hear from you, they do. Yeah. And what's fascinating, and, and Derek, I know you've experienced this probably more than me. Because uh, I think you've been out there longer than I have, at least in terms of, of the, the bigger sphere of influence. So when I, I go to places like Traffic Conversion Summit or go to other events and people come up to me and they're like, Ken, I love your stuff. I love your webinars. I love your emails. And I'm like, really? <laughs> <laughs> wow, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I, it's really cool. So the, the fact is people really do want what you've want what you've got and those that unsubscribe eh, they they don't know any better yeah you know you're not going to get everybody and and sometimes they unsubscribe because they just they just can't take so much and you can't drink from a fire hose all the time yeah yeah so so yeah the value at you know as long as you're working with integrity and you're giving people information that that really is designed to help them you're cool yeah. you know and people appreciate that yep yeah and and, it, and it, again if you're aggregating make sure you're just giving credit to sources and, uh, oh, I mean, oh, you know, yeah. I've seen my content aggregated and you know what, as long as they got a link back to me, I'm a happy guy. Right. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> you know? Oh my God. You know? Yeah. I, I want you to aggregate. Yeah. Me. Oh my gosh. Please quote me, put me, you know, yeah. send people to boostify.com for God's sake all day long. Yeah. You know, it's, it's the best thing ever. Yeah, absolutely. Now, um, before we wrap up, we're almost out of time, but there's one other point that you, you kind of glossed over and I want to dig into it a little bit more. And that's when you said with the content and, you know, specifically in your service, it, you, you're yeah. not just throwing content out there, but there's a, there's, there's a, almost an outreach component that goes with the content where you're marketing the content, getting people to engage with the content. Um, talk a little bit about that for a second and, and what, you know, the beginner needs to be doing. Is it just a case of throwing content up and hoping people find it? Or are you working a little harder to get it in front of the right people? Yeah, you got to be strategic. I mean, you really have to be, be strategic. So part of what we do, you know, aside from the fact that, that we're, we are keywording things appropriately and, and, and you're not going to keyword for the sake of, of BS keywords like people used to do years ago. And now it's, you know, it, it's, it's writing things that, that are relevant. Uh, but we were, we're, we're strategically putting things into the markets where people are going to read them. Number one, number two, we do a lot of work on Facebook and we will boost posts again, designed to, uh, to go to targeted markets. And with the boosting, we, we ask people to, to leave comments. Mm -hmm. We have a team of people that, that literally monitor the comments and respond. I, I can't use the word instantly because that would be inappropriate, mm -hmm. but quickly, really quickly, because the quicker you respond to comments, the more people are going to, are going to respond back. And once, once people see that you're actually engaged in having a dialogue, they're into it. Yeah. You know, they respond. And that leverage is really important. So we call that Facebook ROE, Facebook return on engagement. We measure results on engagement and build fans 
I mean, we, we've, got, we've been building fans to 900 to 3,000 new fans a month depending upon the client. Uh, and these aren't those Fiverr fans. Those are people that actually are getting engaged and happy. And the value of a fan, oh, my God, mm-hmm. uh, fan value is, is huge. So because those are the ones that will buy from you. Yeah. you know, and if they're engaged and they know that you're talking to them, they, they get to know you. And that's the most important thing. Um, so we, we literally do that, that, um, that hard work and it is, it is, I mean, it, 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 it takes time uh, and you don't want to be the person in your, and let me put it this way, your family's not going to let you be the person that's sitting on the computer all the time talking to everybody else because yeah. that's not, that's not a life. Yeah. So yeah. we, we do have a team that does it. They're based in the U S at the moment. Um, and, um, and that makes a difference. It really does. So that's kind of our secret sauce. Uh, which is also why it's not a bargain basement twenty nine dollar a month service. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. You know, because of value there. Uh, but yeah, the, we we believe, Derek, that that just as you and I are communicating the way we are, and you know, and and having met at the marketers cruise, and you know, and and be and developing that personal relationship, that's where the value comes from. Mm-hmm. You know, so people have to have that as well. Yeah, yeah, totally agree. And and uh, you know, for somebody just getting started out. Managing your comments, stuff like that, you can do that on your own and then scale up and then hire Ken. <laughs> that, that's, that's the right strategy to do it. But I mean, that, you know, it was funny. It really stood out to me. Um, it was, it was a few months ago and I was running a Facebook campaign and, um, you know, I was replying to people and, and I like to get in there and, and still talk to people and reply to comments and stuff like that. Um, and, uh, then I was reading, and I can't remember where I was reading it, but somebody was asking, you know, hey, what's who, who, what's up with this Derek guy? Um, you know, as they do, you know, people ask about you online from other people's opinion. And and there was a couple right. comments that, you know, good comments. And they said, he actually engages and replies on his social pages. And they were shocked that there was actually people engaging and replying to them on the social pages. And that went a long way. And I think what you're saying there is, is key, whether you're using a team or you're doing it yourself is not just to push stuff out there on Facebook and hope people like it and not engage with them. Because, uh, you know, one of the things I'm seeing is, is there's so many people out there right now, just throwing ads on the Facebook, throwing crap up on Facebook, hoping people click on it and not actually engaging with the people that are engaging with them. And they're, they're, they're missing, Missing so much value uh, that could be created that you've obviously already realized because you have teams doing this for you. So you know, that's a critical message for people listening here is, is when people re- are commenting, you need to be replying back to them and engaging with them. And like you said, it doesn't have to be instant, but it's got to be quick because. Yeah. And yeah, I don't mean to cut you off, but you know, it's interesting that that Facebook is now recognizing that and you're starting to see on people's. Uh, fan pages in green type it's talking about how quickly you respond yes yes absolutely so they're 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 rewarding you for that now yeah yeah and uh and again you know when you're small and just getting started yeah do it yourself as you scale up there's ways to outsource it whether it be you or you know if they're not ready because you're you're definitely a higher end package you know i think there's probably a step between using someone like yourself and just starting out that's just hiring a va to help you out with that right so you know so many steps in there so all right now we're 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 running out of time my last question for you ken is is if you know if people want to follow you connect with you see what you're doing with some of the very cool software that you have um where do they go what are some of the tools that you recommend they check out Oh, so I, I thought you never asked. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> uh, here, here, here comes here comes the shameless plug. So no, to 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 reach me these days, um, I boost I boostify dot com. It's I letter I boostify b o o s t i f y dot com. Um, we we there will be an opt in if there's not already. There will be an opt in page uh, or opt in uh, link so you can actually get on our list. Uh, we have a couple of things that are that are fantastic that you guys should know about. Uh, number one, if you're using Infusionsoft, uh, we have we have a, a a tool called Smart Mail that allows you to send email by time zone, which Infusionsoft couldn't do until now, um, and that's really important because for those of us that are worldwide companies. Getting an email delivered at 9 a.m. should be delivered at 9 a.m. whether you're in New York or whether you're yes. in, in Tokyo. Uh, yeah, so the people that are, are so excited about having that tool. And it allows us also to geo-market uh, and get – think about running a, a, uh, a get-off-the-beach promotion to the Gold Coast in Australia uh, or, and to Miami. At the same time, you're running a lunchtime sale in New York for a freeze because they, they're having a, a, a blizzard. Mm-hmm. You know, So you can do all that geographically. It's really, really, really cool, and that's – it's fun, but it also at the same time follows that engagement with your audience because you're talking their own game. So that's that's the smart mail program. Uh, if you're not using Infusionsoft, and most you know, depending upon our audience today, some a lot of you aren't. Um, we created something a few years ago that is it, it's it's fantastic, and we're actually up, uh, adding more features to it and coming out with version 2.0 of what we call Site Wrap. And what Site Wrap does. For any blogger or affiliate marketer, this is your dream come true. I mean, I kid you not. It's amazing. Uh, when you are running a, an affiliate offer, you usually get the affiliate link. You send them that affiliate link, and that's terrific, except for the fact that you've sent all of your people someplace else. We'd rather have you send them to your website and keep them on your website. Wouldn't you rather have them on your website? Yep. <laughs> you know, And Google looks at who comes to your website. You know, That's where your analytics are. So what SiteWrap does is it allows you to actually wrap your branding around the other people's pages so that people go to your site. You can retarget every one of those ads, but all of those affiliate links – are literally on your website. So you have increased time on your website. You have your own branding. You have more pages that people are seeing on the site. And Google looks at time on site and page views as a way of, of, of uh, giving you the Google juice that you need. If you're a blogger, especially, holy mackerel. I've seen so many smart bloggers. And in their blogs, they give resources. You know, go click this link to learn more about X, Y, and Z. So what happens is you provide great content and then you send people away from your website. Mm-hmm. Well, that's not, that's not so smart. <laughs> so SiteRap allows you to keep them on your own website just on a different page, uh, which, is, which is fantastic. And then they can come back to the page that they were at by just clicking the return to a previous page button that you, that you create um, on your own branding. So SiteRap is super cool. We're coming out with version 2.0, and you'll be able to learn about that at iBoostify.com also, plus Content Leverage Lab, which I, I talked about a bit earlier. So mm-hmm. you'll, you'll learn more about what we're doing there. It's, it's, it's a pretty site. Um, we, we like to keep things fun and light and, um, we got more content coming out. That'll be kind of fun too. So you may get to watch some of my, my, um, my, my pool videos. Um, <laughs> no, I, I'm known for my pool videos and I, and I do want to add something about that real quick because there, this is important for, I think everybody to, to think about when it comes to lifestyle. Um, I, I do a lot of my videos in my pool here in Bangkok. It's a gorgeous pool. Uh, and I, I want to demonstrate to my to my audience the lifestyle, you know. So if I can do if I can do a video in, in on the beach or I can do a video in the pool, I will do that. I actually got some heat for doing some videos in the pool, wearing a bathing suit in the pool because people said I was I was um, almost naked. Well, last I checked, when you're in a pool, you should be like. <laughs> 
<laughs> right. So, so the point, you know, they want, well, you should sit outside the pool wearing a shirt. I'm like, maybe in your videos, idiot. You yeah. Um, so my point to everybody is this, be who you are, you know, screw them if they can't take a joke, you know, do what's right for your brand and be who you are. Uh, and by the way, I've done a lot more videos outside the pool wearing a shirt because I decided I would do a little bit of that, but I still do videos in the pool because guess what? You don't have to get dressed up for it. You can jump in, you know, you know and, and people and people see the lifestyle and it's demonstrated. So what the heck, yeah. right? And and most people are and listen, listen. If you want to have people around you that are fun, give them fun videos. So be. I want people to be as light and fun as they can, and and be Richard Branson. You know, be irreverent. Um, you know, give the quality content that's there. You know, you can quickly, you can still be fun and give great value so i just wanted to mention that was that that, that was kind of important uh, and and you know that, that's so funny because here's the reality and people need to know this when you start doing business online there's going to be trolls and there's going to be haters <laughs> and, and you just can't please everybody right so you know be yourself and you'll appeal to the people that you want to do business with you know that, that absolutely absolutely that's why true and, and and people and people are like, we love your pool videos. I'm like, yeah, yeah that's so, right, yeah. that's right. Like, yeah, and, you know, and who, and who else does it? You know, nobody else does it but me. Is that I'm aware of. So so do the things that are uniquely you. Yeah, exactly. I mean, okay, I will draw the line at a speedo. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't I don't show the speedo. They don't, <laughs> they don't show. They don't see the speedo. But it is. But it is. It is. Never mind. I won't tell you what it is. It is a speedo. Uh, <laughs> Keep it underwater and you're good. <laughs> I can still wear it at my age. So that's, that's pretty that's pretty darn good. That's pretty darn good. Uh, that's brilliant. All right. Well, Ken, I want to thank you for sharing so much. Um, I mean, you know, your story, overcoming adversity, the content marketing. You, you've given us a lot. So, you know, thank you so much for being here today. Hey, Derek, it is, it is a thrill. It's a pleasure. And I, I want to thank you for doing what you do because you inspire people. You've been doing this for a long time. You changed a lot of lives. You have been on my bookshelf for, for a long, long time, uh, So, just so you know. Um, so, uh, so I really want to hand it out to you for, for the good that you do and for the, the people who are inspired. And if you love what, you're, what Derek's doing, you guys, give him some love. He needs to hear that. Ah, thank you so much, Ken. Ah, I appreciate so much, it. Ken, I appreciate it. All right. So, Derek, right. thank you. I appreciate it, Fantastic. too. Fantastic. All right, everyone. That was uh, Ken Krell. And uh, as always, any links mentioned in the interview, and there was quite a few, will be included in the show notes, along with the entire transcript of this episode. And as always, you will find them at entrepreneurignited.com forward slash podcast. And... Don't forget, if you haven't done so already, uh, you can have all these episodes automatically delivered to your smartphone or device. Just head over to iTunes and subscribe, or uh, on Android, you can find us on SoundCloud or Stitcher. And of course, if you like what you heard today, or in any of these interviews, please leave me a rating, leave me a review. That is the fuel that keeps me providing the best information for you guys through this podcast. And uh, now... It's time to take the tips, tools, and strategies that Ken so generously shared with us today and uh, apply that final essential ingredient to making it work. And that ingredient is action. So go forth, take action, apply what you've learned, and stay tuned for more info-packed episodes of the Entrepreneur Ignited podcast. Podcast designed to simplify online business so you can make more money and live the life you want. 
Bye for now, everyone. Thanks for listening to another info-packed episode of the Entrepreneur Ignited Podcast with Derek Gale. For links to all of the resources plus an entire transcript of this episode, go to entrepreneurignited.com slash podcast. Make sure you never miss another episode. Subscribe now on iTunes or SoundCloud.